everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have my mummy here, my sweet, sweet mummy, Jenny, uh, Wonder Woman, mother of four. And she's going to be sharing her story and journey of having four kids under two. Erin, uh, wow. welcome. I'm already amazed. We haven't even started. Um, okay, Jenny, can you tell us how many children you have? We, we just said that, but how many pregnancies did you have? Okay, morning girls. Uh, so I had two pregnancies and had four children in 18 months. <laughs> I feel physically That's... unwell <laughs> and I'm a product so, of that this... journey. So your first pregnancy was the triplet pregnancy. Yes. And then your second just was single bubby. Correct. What were your pregnancies like? Maybe start off with the triplet pregnancy. Um, so I think the triplet pregnancy was uh, challenging. It was considered a high-risk pregnancy, mm. so therefore there was always a lot of um, concern about uh, how they were growing and what was happening. Um, I worked until I was 20 weeks pregnant and then was put on bed rest basically so my gynecologist said I had to stop work stay at home rest as much as possible Mm -hmm. and at 26 weeks he put me into hospital so that they could monitor the pregnancy so there was a lot of interventions and Mm. a lot of um, worry I guess about Mm. you know how the babies were growing what their circulation it was particularly what their circulation Mm. was doing but in other ways, because I'm from a sort of medical background and family, it was also quite interesting. Mm. Uh, and fortunately, I think for me, I actually understood what all of those tests were for, what the results meant. Mm-hmm. Um, I was totally accepting of being put into hospital on bed rest because for me, the important thing was to let these kids grow as much as they could. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you so much. And give them the best chance they could. Did they have like a, a week they were aiming to get to in terms of, of gestation? Like were they like if we just get to 31 weeks or whatever it was or it was just as far as possible? I think the idea is as far as possible while all the babies were developing mm. um, well enough. Mm. We actually delivered at 33 weeks because one of the babies was not growing as well as the other two and um, they could tell with some of they do flow studies which is actually looking at the blood pressure in the umbilical cord mm-hmm. and they can tell by what that pressure is doing as to what the sort of circulation for the baby is and how so therefore how well the placenta is working so um because uh one of the babies was slowing down in their growth and development um and also it was a week before christmas and my mm. my doctor was going on holidays, <laughs> so he said, you know, better to get out now while he's still there. The normal staff were in neonatal intensive care. The baby's care. still okay. The babies were fine, mm. and because it was all planned, you know, I had a steroid injection the day before, and there you go. Wow. That's incredible. I'm so amazed by even, like, single pregnancies, how they can listen to the umbilical cord, and they know the difference between the heartbeat and that and all these different things. Like, imagine navigating that with three Three. Mm. babies like Mm. that's wild did you have like a b baby a b and c is that how they would yes they would have known um by the time we were so by the time we were sort of in hospital they were all sort of fairly set in their Mm. positions so but also they would do things um 
I don't know what that's called, the, the monitor they put on to get the heart rates. Yeah, they like strap it on. I yeah. don't know what it's called. Yes. Either. So the, I would have. It's not a Doppler, is it? No, no, no. It's, no. Yeah, um, they use like bands and they yeah. strap them on with like some, some of the jelly stuff. Yeah. So they would, I'd suddenly have this pile on. It was always after lunch because everyone else was having, that was rest time in the ward. Mm. Um, and I'd suddenly have three nurses in there with those three machines and they were trying to make, sh- and they had to make sure they were getting not my heartbeat, but also they were getting the three separate heartbeats. Oh my so that was sort of every second day or something. They would just be and moving that take, around. Yeah, yeah, trying to move and then compare it to the other heartbeat to make sure it wasn't oh the same gosh. baby. So it was wow. quite funny. And so. technology wouldn't have been what it is now. No, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, look, Like I, you wouldn't I think have that's... known like genders or anything like oh, that, yes. did you? Yes, no. yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you we did? Yeah. So many ultrasounds. The 90s. Oh, I don't know. It's not that. It's not that long. <laughs> you weren't born in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you did. We did know. Yeah. Were yeah. you hoping for any? Like, were you hoping they were any particular genders, or were you just? Happy I was with just whatever? hoping for live babies, basically. Yeah. That yeah. really was until yeah. we I mean, a triplet pregnancy put them in the scary. car and took them home. That was. We didn't even buy uh, car seats or. Wow. Um, Oh, that's kind of sad. And here I am, 30 years old, sitting in front of you, driving yeah. driving my own car. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. smashing it. <laughs> wow, thank you. The car in life. Okay. I've not had that many car accidents. Yeah. You're anyway, right. but that was, that was a very real possibility for us, yeah. that not all three babies would make it. And I know people that that happened to. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Did you feel, like, stressed throughout your pregnancy? Or um, were you kind of, like, accepting of... I'm not a, I, I don't think it's worth getting stressed about things. So, especially things you can't control. Yeah. I think my attitude more was I just want to uh, give them the best shot that they mm. can. And so I was, you know, as I said, happy to be put in hospital, happy to stay basically on bed rest and, um, you know, eat well, all those sort of things. Mm. What, can I ask, what was the the morning you knew you were going in for the c-section how did you feel that that morning emotionally hungry oh. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> how did how Starving, did you feel? actually uh look again i think um just I, I you know i'm waiting to see what the result is it's not uh you know i expected i guess i hope for the best and was prepared for the worst but yeah. I also thought that you'd got to 33 weeks and that was they were everyone was very happy about that mm. you were decent sizes it was you know so you weren't kind of going in excited or overly anxious you were just sort of like whatever happens, prepared. happens. Uh, I think I think I was probably a bit of everything but it's yeah I, I think really you just have to wait and see mm. I mean yeah know. also I think crazy this is your first experience with pregnancy with babies as well so it's like you don't really know how to feel like Correct. it's not like you, you don't have something to compare it to no that's, that's just, right it is what it is yes, so yes. it's not like you'd had a really simple straightforward easy pregnancy before that and then had been thrown into something that was stressful and high risk it's Correct. like that was that's yeah. all you knew at that point that's right um did you have a lot of support at the time like did you find the doctors and midwives and nurses and obviously you had tim as well was mm-hmm. he able to be there when the babies? Yes. Were pulled out. Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, the hospital was great. I, I was always, first. <laughs> always felt that they you know, they just had they really were monitoring closely mm. and again they were doing all the 
stuff they should have been doing hmm. as far as I was aware. And, yeah, no, it was good. And obviously family support as well. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so nice. And how many people were in the room when... Oh, about 50. Yeah, there would have been that so crazy. many. There were so many people in theatre. So I think there was all the usual. So the doctor and his assistant, the anaesthetist and their assistant... Then there were three teams, neonatal teams, which One had about baby. three. Yeah. Correct. Yep, with their own <laughs> superstar humidity, <laughs> famous um, heating unit thing, and then this line of people around the back of the theatre who were just watching. Wow, That's incredible! <laughs> Do you remember the moment the first baby was? Pulled Did they out? make it special? Did were they like, yay? Like no, they're born. No. They just said, okay, we're starting now. Yeah. Oh Do you remember? what it was like when I came out. Yes. Well, I think... Did I it, cry? Can I say all three it's of you were everyone. out within two minutes. Wow. So it was pretty quick. And, uh, you know, incredible. they were just a machine. So they just, you know, pulled one baby out, clamped the cord, passed it off to the team of the neonatal no, people. No delay. Oh, you didn't get to see? Or... <laughs> no, no, they were taken off. Um, uh, I mean, they were still in the theatre, yeah, but, but they were whisked careful. off and all three were whisked off. And then I don't know what they did after that. I think the, um, uh, yeah, I presume the... Had they had conversations with you prior to them? Obviously, you knew they would need to go to the NICU, but did they have conversations with you about, okay, like you probably won't be able to see them. We have to take them off straight away. Like, were you feeling emotional about not being able to, I guess, no. meet them no. right away? No. Not Are really. you maternal? No. Yeah. <laughs> take I, them away. I think I, no, I knew that that would happen. So yeah. therefore that wasn't um, a change in, ex- like, you know, I expected that they would be, and, and again, like for me, the most important thing is that they were given the best mm. opportunity to live and survive. So, you know, I was not worried that they were taken off. And, I, yeah. yes, I did know that that is what would happen. Mm. Uh, we did actually get a little cuddle with one of them who was the biggest oh, one. Nice. So, yeah. That's Big nice. head too. Yeah. It's just <laughs> crazy to me that you carried three babies in your stomach for 33 weeks. Mm. Like, mm. I, wonder, I wonder what the average kind of gestation of triplets is. But 33 oh, weeks is seems no, like quite triplets impressive. Is, yeah, is about that. And that's it's amazing. also... But it's also the problem is that, you know, that's three babies all squished into one uterus. And the biggest issue is... Oh, I actually feel a little bit sick thinking about that. Attachment of the placentas, so the size, mm. the size of the placenta. So there's That's three what gets separate. In the end, I think. Placentas. Well, for as us well. there was because you were three separate babies. I guess if you've got identical twins, sometimes they share they a share. placenta, mm. but that doesn't mean it doesn't need space to grow. So yeah, yeah, and they're mm. so big too. Mm. It's quite shocking how big they are. Mm. If you haven't had a baby or you don't know much about birth, when you do birth a placenta, mm. you're like. Oh, wee, that's quite large. Um, And how was your kind of fourth trimester, the first few weeks? Obviously, they would have been in the NICU. How long were they in the NICU? So they were in hospital for three and a half weeks. Mm. And uh, but the two boys were basically on room air immediately. So they actually were really good. Naomi was uh, this. Uh, uh, not as well for the first couple of days mm. but it was nothing but I'm a fighter you are and it's but it was nothing major like she just needed some help with the breathing and mm. I think they started feeding her and then had to stop again but started a day later and she was fine so they you know that I think also um were and, and they were back up in special care within a week the three of them together nice. so 
Um, yeah, and I actually managed to stay in hospital for 12 days. So I was right there. Right there yeah, with them. Yeah. Were you uh, pumping at the time or had you just said kind of give them the formula? Are we doing a no. mix or? Uh, no, they um, were fed. They're actually completely fed breast milk for the first six weeks or something, I think. Oh what the God. heck? <laughs> nice. a, a superwoman. It was great. Yeah, she had, <laughs> she had a good supply, didn't you? I did. Had a great that is supply. incredible. And yes, I was pumping. So we were taking um, either I was because they actually weren't trialed breastfeeding for the first, I think uh, the first feed I actually did was like two weeks later. So, like baby to breast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, the rest of the time I was just pumping. And so we were in the NICU and then the special care. What was your own personal experience whilst we were there? What were you doing? Obviously you were coming and Recovering. seeing us and mm. feeding mm. us, but mm. how long were you in hospital as an inpatient post the cesarean. So I was in for 12 days and that was fortunate just because it was over that Christmas New Year period. Oh, okay. So mm. they weren't busy. Um, I was put into a four... So fortunately in the prenatal ward, I had a single room. That was lovely. Mm. In postnatal, I was in a four-bed ward, uh, all with other women who did not have their babies with them. Oh, so okay. that was That's, good because yeah. we could sleep. Um, oh, and nice. it, so all of those women had... Uh, their women, their babies were in special care, right. but they swapped over, you know, in that period of time. As yeah. Well, yeah. So. That's, I like that you were in a room with other women mm. who were in the same boat. I think it would be quite really confronting to, to be, be in a <laughs> room with screaming babies. Well, it would. Like, yeah, ladies, when you're just trying to so recover. you know, I've just had triplets, okay? <laughs> How many did you have? One? Ugh. <laughs> Suck it up, Janice. Um, all right. That's, that's incredible. And then, so they came home after three. Three and a half weeks, did mm-hmm. you say? Mm-hmm. Wow. And what, what was that like? What was it like bringing three babies home? Uh, look, I think fortunately, I'm someone, I thrive on routine. So for mm. me, they were fed every three hours, 24 mm-hmm. seven, every three hours. Mm-hmm. So we just kept that routine going. And so as much as it was, of course, quite overwhelming and scary, um, because they had that set routine, I just, you know, for me, it was like, oh, good, just keeping the routine. Yeah. And that's what happened. So we just, they were fed every three hours and that was like overnight as well mm. for about four months. And then, um, yeah, just. You can start like dropping down. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And But of course it was, I think we actually went back to my parents' house for four weeks after we brought them home. So nice. that was really good. So we yeah. had mum and dad oh, around and that. some other siblings and. Mm. Um, yeah, but did you like having people around? Like, I know a lot of people have babies and they kind of want to just go into their own bubble and not have anyone around, but did, I mean, I guess you kind of needed it, but also did you enjoy having like family and friends and stuff there? Yeah. I think you really need a community around Mm. you for that. Um, because it's, it's, I don't, I, I do remember thinking I could not do this by myself. Like even just Tim and I, uh, it, it would have been a real struggle like yeah. it was hard enough with and we just had um but we had a, just this roster of people who came That's so amazing. we had someone every day and they may have been coming even just to do the laundry and hang clothes out or they would feed a baby if you know once they started yeah. bottles they'd feed the one baby and I'd breastfeed the other mm. two and no actually we had once and we moved into our own place after those four weeks um it was great we just had this you know group of people had some other young uh, mums with young babies who we they'd just come over every week so That's I had so enough nice. social 
out yeah support as well as Mm. emotional and um physical just you know physically supporting for caring for the babies Mm. what did you find most challenging about that like fourth trimester period with the three um i think it was just unrelenting yeah like it's you we really just had to like i i could not get out of routine Mm. um so if anything you know i guess if a baby and actually they weren't sick so that was really good so during that time i don't remember them being sick my memory is very shady from (laughs) you fucked it out (laughs) um so I guess the challenge, and it's a challenge that it it all resolved revolved around the babies. So mm. which was also not unexpected. You know, yeah. you have three babies, you've got to look after them. Mm. Um, yeah, we have one baby, and mm. it, it it changes dominates. your entire life. Of course. What yeah. was um What was it like then finding out that you were pregnant when you had triplets that were only nine months old? So. <laughs> Initially, it was hilarious. That's crazy. Sorry, yeah. I just I always it's the eighteen month gap, but I just think like you were not nine you months, were crawling babies, babies mm. maybe just starting to walk. Yeah, they were potentially. Dead. No, no, we weren't even nine months old. Yeah, crawling no. or walking. Um, so, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, look, I think part of it was um, like sh- shock and surprise. I do remember crying a lot in the middle trimester <laughs> with that pregnancy. Um, just wondering how I would cope because seriously, you know, it was hard enough with the three and I'm thinking how can another one fit into this? Mm. Um, yeah, so, and then I think towards the end it was just like, well, he's coming anyway, so get <laughs> over way. it. And and by then again... Well, this is a consequence of my silly actions. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, uh, I guess by the time we had him, these kids were actually walking, so mm. that helped, and they could feed, you know, feed themselves finger food and stuff. Mm. So it was really that sort of sense of, oh, yeah, they are getting older, you know, they were sleeping during the night, yeah. you know, those sort of things that there was really some... made such a difference mm. to, yeah. you know, your ability to cope. So Did you, <laughs> did, following, so you've had a triplet pregnancy, you find out you're pregnant, and now you're having a single pregnant single baby pregnancy was that like a walk in the park or was your body still like recovering from the triplets yeah so you like found mom that's not even long after birthing and carrying triplets yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think um <laughs> worrying telling it's a long time I know, ago I'm just, <laughs> now he's here having a mental I breakdown i actually feel like a little bit faint at the thought of that. <laughs> i think um yeah look I, the actual pregnancy was not uh too hard I mean I think I was probably tired and a bit nauseous in those first few months um yeah look I I think you just and again I was fortunate that I was just home full-time I was not Mm. trying to juggle work and all sorts of other things um yeah so my memory and and that pregnancy again was all you know planned and you know I think the first time I saw the obstetrician I had for that pregnancy I said oh you know can we make this the delivery date and he said yeah that's fine so it was just quite sort of planned and that was a cesarean as well yeah yeah what um how many weeks were you pregnant when you delivered I think that was 38 weeks oh nice yeah yeah so it's full term yeah yeah Yeah. incredible that's amazing um did did you feel any sort of societal or community pressures being a new mum like just you know is there any pressure to, I don't know, 
do certain things or look a certain way or be a particular type of parent or... Oh, no, I think I had the get out of jail free card. Yeah. You have triplets and no one has any expectations like, do of what, you. If you can survive, correct. hats off to you. Yeah, correct. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. And I think, you know, for myself, um, I knew my priority was, you know, I mean, I was very committed to trying to breastfeed for as long as I could and... Mm-hmm. Um, that really, you know, and, and I had, I, I think that was the other thing is that during the pregnancy with the triplets, I kept telling myself, have no expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I was even shocked if I got a shower mm. every day. I, and did you get wasn't. a shower every day? Well, I think most days I did. Wow. Um, you know, and I just, I really, I think I probably prepared myself by thinking to have no expectations but to be looking after three babies yeah and it's also i knew it would be a limited time Mm. that's yeah yeah. there's light at the end of the tunnel they grow up hopefully yeah you know (laughs) and so quickly Mm. like it just goes so fast which is it's hard to remind yourself of that sometimes when you're like in the thick of it in Mm -hmm. the middle of the night when three babies are screaming Mm -hmm. at you and you Mm -hmm. just want five seconds but it does go by so yeah, fast. It's, it does. It's just wild. Um, I was going to ask, how long did you breastfeed the triplets? And then if so, if you did, how long did you breastfeed Matt? So we actually breastfed the triplets for about seven and a half months until a certain wow, that's baby incredible. girl bit me. <laughs> There's so... only one baby girl in those triplets. <laughs> and I'm Sorry. looking at her. I just, as a 30-year-old woman, like to apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and by then, they were also on solids. And, mm. You know, they're having three meals a day. They were all yeah. a, a mix of bottle and breastfed anyway, so they yeah. were already used to bottles. So they were, uh, till about seven and a half months. Matt, I've, I actually only breastfed him fully for six months. Nice. Um, and then, but at that stage, we moved house, you know, changed Tim had changed jobs, um, so it was. I, I don't. I mean, I could really. He was a great little feeder, so I don't know why I stopped. But I think I just had enough of. I being mean, I'd touched been all the time. Two and a half years of being either pregnant or breastfeeding. Wow. Like there was no and gap between also, finishing these guys and I got pregnant pretty much straight away. Wow. And then also just small hands and bodies on you all mm. day every mm. day mm. like the fact that you hit the six months mm. is shocking to yeah. me like you must have been so touched out all the time um yeah uh, look I think it's also you know trying to feed Matt with three 18 month olds mm. who would then try to crawl all over me because yeah. I was sitting down although trying to feed <laughs> Matthew it was um so it's either you had to I had to shut myself away but I can't do that when they're of course in the house so yeah I mean, there <laughs> take was care of yourselves I'll be back in half hour correct there, there's yeah it was complex. how long how long did it get when pre-mat how long did it take to feed all three of us like 20 would minutes you, 20 minutes you got 20 minutes 20 minutes each you twin fed Oh, wow. So one on each boob. Mm-hmm. I always joke with people the... that um, when I say, oh, I'm a triplet, and they're like, wow, like, were you breastfed? I'm like, yeah, she grew an extra boob. Um, it's just like <laughs> one baby on each boob. <laughs> uh, yeah, so most feeds were two breastfed and one bottle fed. Oh, okay. Like bottle fed your breast milk or a formula? Uh, not after. That ran out. So we had we had surplus supplies. And that's okay. why you were fully breast, fully fed breast milk wow, in the first six weeks. Wow, you must have been weeks. 
producing that milk. Ah, but you know what happened is that you guys were in hospital and they they worked out how much to feed you according to your weight. Right. So we then got home and were filling up bottles with that, you know, it's like 100 mils or 120 mm. mils. You'd have the bottle and you'd be searching around for more. So we just uh. very rapidly upped your feeds. Mm. And then you started putting on weight and you slept better and all this stuff. And I'm yeah. like, oh, gosh. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. Um, How did you just like manage, you know, you were saying when you're sitting down to feed Matt, you have three babies climbing all over you. How did you just, how did you manage day to day? Like the minute, the minute you're up and they're up in the morning, you've got four, Mm. four little kids, like very, Mm -hmm. very reliant Mm -hmm. kids. Like Mars is four and a half and still needs me so much. So how did you cope just day to day managing them, juggling all of them? I think, again, for me, routine Mm. helps me. So if I've got a routine, that's fine. I think when they were little, like little toddlers, uh, the first house we were in, we could block sections off. Mm. So they were always allowed in certain sections, but then um, like we'd block the kitchen off and we blocked the stairs off because there was an upstairs. When we moved... uh, that house was um it was fine so they could basically just have the whole back section of the house we had doors we could shut to the front room which and the study which so poor tim could work um (laughs) and that was fine so that worked you know and by then oh they still were all in high chairs for feeding so and nappies and nappies and bottles so you know my fridge like i'd have 20 made up bottles in the wow. fridge yeah oh no by then they would have been on milk matt would have been uh, when i stopped breastfeeding and they were fully bottle fed that's when i think i'd have 18 bottles a day made up in the fridge <laughs> oh my and goodness. i'd have to do that every day would someone come and help you to prepare those things uh look some you know uh, uh, quite likely um i do remember but you couldn't um, rely on that like no i would to be, be able to do yeah it. because you got to really make sure you're scrubbing the bottles mm. out properly and not leaving mm. any um milk or pa- and the because pa- it's powdered milk mm. it, it's if it's not dissolved properly that cakes onto the bottles and yeah. so for me and then that can make, make the baby sick. very sick so yeah uh, i'd probably yes people could help me but i'd probably be double checking it myself so. wow it's crazy because you think about it like that but then it's like all of the extra stuff keeping mm. a house together keeping mm. it clean changing mm. nappies preparing mm. bottles like keeping them alive is one thing but then you also have to keep you know the house running yeah. life moving like yeah yeah actually i guess that again that's where our community of of people who helped us um, I don't think I had to cook a meal for more than 12 months. People wow, provided amazing. all of our, like, our adult meals. Yeah. Um, when they – but it's also a lot of things – because there were three, a lot of things were very um, economic – or not economical, um, you know, so because there were three, like, I'd prepare food – so mm. I'd cook up sweet potato and puree it, but that was for three babies. And so I'd do a big batch. That would last a few days. Yeah. Um, you know, and if I'm making up bottles, if you're making up 18 bottles, probably doesn't take a lot more than six bottles. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm sterilising them and washing them. And um, so in some ways, it, you know, it, it sounds like a lot, but it's not like three times the work of a single baby. Mm. Um, you know, to change three nappies, you know, in and, out. and and to feed three kids because they'd line up in the high chair. There'd be one bowl, one spoon, and they just we'd feed all three from that yeah. one bowl. Mm. Um, and you you know 
you have them all lined up and you give them, you know, toast or whatever to feed themselves. I feel like you're a very pragmatic person in that Mm. sense. You're just like, let's get it done. Mm. Yes. Well, and again, I think because if I I, I just would not let you get out of routine. Yeah. Because the the fear of that was so much greater than, you know, what happens if, you know, kids are frantic and carrying on and screaming because yeah. they haven't had their meal or they haven't had their mm. afternoon sleep or whatever. Did you ever have moments where routine was not possible? Say you were going away on a weekend or something and so you just had to sort of give in? And um, Yes, I think if we weren't at home, it would be harder. But then I think we would also choose our activities around mm. that routine. Mm. So if we were going to visit like your grandparents um, or friends or whatever then we would try to go in that sort of you'd have your morning sleep and then we'd go out for those couple of hours and then you come back and have your afternoon Mm. sleep or we'd get you all in the car and go for a like you know driving somewhere you'd all fall asleep and Mm. so you'd have your little afternoon naps so you do that too as I do Mm. yeah the car is some days I'm like that's Mm. how I survive the day Mm. and I don't even have triplets and I need (laughs) the car to be like okay everyone in the car sleep time yeah be quiet look out the window Mm. for a bit it's it's yeah, it's incredible. Did you avoid going on like trips or away for the weekend or anything like that for those first kind of two, Yeah, I mean, I don't know, five years yes, with yes. those little kids? I think we went away. I think Matt was about six months old and we went just for, I think we tried to stay a week or five days. Mm. Um, so we had portable cots. So it was nearly like you had to pack Actually, we did it's go, I think one weekend it. we went down to my aunt's in Canberra mm. when these kids were little babies mm. and Tim loaned a trailer because he took <laughs> three portable cots, he took three high chairs, he took a, oh you know, a playpen, a floor it mat. It like a moving house. Exactly. It was very funny. Was this, and this was just for one weekend. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. But it was just, it's just that, you know, this is how we've survived because... You know, we sit them in a in high chairs to feed them, mm. and and how would you manage that without the high chairs? You've got oh, to have yeah. a cot to keep them contained. Mm. You know those sort of. And things. if you're holding but, one and the other one wants to be held, it's mm. stressful. Did you have um a bit of a logistical question? But did you have like three of everything, or yeah. did they kind of well? All we ended up like with four of it. everything. <laughs> uh, actually, oh they God. started. I think they actually started in one cot. Um, oh, that's just so sideways cute. across that the cot. So cute. But that actually only lasted. Um, they grew really quickly, mm. and so within even the time we were at mum and dad, so you were like six weeks old. We had someone had given us a bassinet as mm. well. So big head got moved to the bassinet, and the other two <laughs> shared the big cot. Head. <laughs> but even then, again, within another couple of weeks nearly uh but it was also because we were sort of staying at mum and dad's my parents um we weren't set like we were all in one room and so we didn't have space to do anything more when we moved to our own place then I think we set up three cots we actually moved and even separated the babies so they Mm -hmm. wouldn't disturb each other when yeah. they're um ah, if they clever. woke up and cried or something clever. when it was not the right time to wake up and cry yeah. <laughs> so. and I remember seeing photos um one with grandpa and grandma and they're in some kind of a park and they mm. have this pram and it's like it's three prams joined mm. in one yeah. essentially it's like yeah. this long train of yeah. a pram yeah, triplet yeah pram. a triplet yeah. pram 
Yep. Crazy. Oh my gosh, I wonder if they still sell those. <laughs> well, they would they have do. to. Pink Perigo was great. Wow. And then what? after. Brand shout out. <laughs> <laughs> after we. Uh, so I, I joined the Multiple Births Association mm. and they were really, really helpful. So, and often within that group, mm. uh, they had like the local group here was any any multiple so it's twins or triplets i don't think we ever had quads um in that group uh but there was also then the higher order multiples group which was the triplets and more oh really yeah yeah (gasps) so they would have a couple of times a year they'd have a picnic or something somewhere or you would have to know other mums in the same boat Mm. to mentally get through that Mm. Mm. i actually in our local group though um there were there were That's three a few or triplets, four or five groups wow. of triplets. There That's there were amazing. quite a lot. So. I, I like you don't hear that yeah. these days. Yeah. Or maybe we just don't know anyone. But maybe. I have not. I don't can't think of one person that I know with triplets. I can think think of a few with twins. Yeah, triplets just it seemed like it was more common in the nineties. Mm. Um, well, I think it's what's it one in eight thousand pregnancies or babies pregnancies it must be is twins one in eighty thousand is triplets so they wow still, okay and that's naturally occurring so obviously with IVF okay, and yeah. stuff like that I, I think probably the 90s i yeah. must say most of the people i knew with uh triplets so like assisted were assisted one, mm. one or two were not they were just naturally occurring wow. which i think that's more of a shock at least if you know it's a possibility yeah <laughs> it's not quite so. yeah naturally occurring triplets or like imagine if you got pregnant and it was triplets. That would oh. be wild. Feel we, ill we'd, Jenny and I'd have to move in. You, oh, <laughs> I would not be doing that by myself. No, no freaking me, no way. Would subject you to I'd that. like to know, obviously, having one baby puts pressure on someone's marriage or relationship. So how are you kind of making time for your marriage to Papa? Um, I think that was probably very, very challenging. I mean, because for a start, mm. I spent nine weeks in hospital. Wow. So... Oh, that makes me feel sad to think that dad was just kind of at home every night sleeping mm. by himself. Yeah. yeah. You'd he enjoy it. Stuck in worried. No, I know. Babies. But let's acknowledge the father's role. Yeah, right. um, he's a very sweet man, my, my dad. He is. He's um, yeah, wow. Continue, sorry. So, but the interesting thing, when I, I, I do remember when I was in hospital, dad actually visited every day. Mm. So he didn't miss a day. Oh, and also, I could cry. Every day I had somebody else who visited me. Some days mm. it was more than one person, yeah. but actually every day there was, you know, someone, um, whether family members or friends or, you know, um, random people who just <laughs> would come and visit. Bob in, was, yeah. yeah was like, so... um, hi, you don't know me, but I've heard you're having triplets. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, ask you a few questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were in the newspaper. Uh, that was because we knew someone who was a journalist. Oh, okay. That's why we're in the newspaper. <laughs> and they just, they just wanted a photo opportunity. So, yes. People you know. Yes, yes. But, so you did find it kind of difficult to make time for yourself. Oh, and definitely. And, and you're just so exhausted. But I guess one thing we did do, um, we, uh, it, and it was also the logistics of packing three kids up mm. and getting them in the car, getting somewhere, or four kids, getting in the car and, you know, then unpacking, setting up, all those sort of things. That was sort of quite challenging. So mm. often we would go out, um, we had a lovely friend who minded the kids every most Mondays. So she would mind them. We would duck out, you know, again, we'd fit it in around feeds and things like that. So, um, 
we'd be able to get out for a coffee that day, you know, so, on so sort of like days. once a week, maybe. Oh, it probably happened more often than that. And more often than once a week. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also we would, um, you know, there's Tim worked from home a lot, so that helps. Oh, that's so nice. both also, cause he could help with you guys. So bathing, you know, like I'd yell at him up the stairs at five o'clock at night, say, come here, we bath the children. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it sounds like having those, that community was really pivotal and um, yeah, like wouldn't essential. it survive? No, mm. Yeah. No. I think, and even with it that, just, yeah, I mean, we had lots, we did have lots and lots of support and really lovely people who helped mm. us, but there were still periods of time where it was just overwhelming. And I, right, you course. know, Tim would come down and find me in tears mm. and then he'd panic. So he'd ring his mother and say, come <laughs> and take the babies. And, <laughs> <laughs> was that, were you more crying because you just were so exhausted oh, and yeah. just, just overwhelmed. overwhelmed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that would be i i'm so, so in awe of, of you mummy oh my gosh it's just incredible especially after having kids i'm like yeah i haven't even had had just, kids so i'm just like wow it's just i so feel like incredible. you are someone who has a very like you're very empathetic and you have been exposed to me really closely to me yeah. having kids and to other people having kids so which you kind is of like, why i don't want to have them <laughs> yeah but like for someone who doesn't have kids i think you understand realistic. it more than yeah. most yeah. maybe or you yeah. look at it more realistically whereas like i don't think i did before having kids so now mm. that i have kids and imagine you with four kids under two mm. like that's just yeah i just wild. don't yeah that's crazy mm. like i'm surprised it wasn't multiple times every day he walked downstairs <laughs> and found you just in a crying <laughs> in the corner in of the kitchen just <laughs> saying get them away from me um i do remember though we on oh, our we brought these three home on our seventh wedding anniversary no way so on our eighth wedding anniversary uh we went away for the night and your auntie minded you Nick mm. Kirsty, and um we i think we left at about five o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> we went to somewhere that was about half an hour's drive away no way just a night in a, a nice hotel and we were back by 10 o'clock the next morning <laughs> but we felt like we'd been away for a week oh my wow. gosh it was Boy. just like you know we went to bed that night we were like oh we can just sleep and no one's gonna cry yeah. <laughs> except, except for me <laughs> did you sleep i think so oh yeah. you would be yeah. so exhausted and just like were. free hands yeah. like and, and being and able to have a conversation have you know go and have dinner eat and a just, warm meal yes yeah. have a conversation without someone crying or yelling mm. or saying mm. mum in mm. your ear mm. like it's it does feel like mm. One hour is like 10. Correct. Mm. It's, yeah. it's life-changing. What was your favourite age of, I guess, the triplets or any of the kids? Like, did you have an age where you were like, wow, I'm really enjoying this? Like, you started to find it a little less difficult maybe? Um, I No, I, look, I think there were – I do remember thinking that um, it was, it's been tough and time-consuming the whole time mm. but it changes mm. so what is difficult like when they're little it's their physical needs like they need to be fed they need to be changed they mm. need to be put to sleep they need to be you know um whatever moved around uh and then as they get older it's sort of managing behavior and and you know keeping on top of again making sure they're fed and and had enough to drink because otherwise they get cranky uh, and then once they start school, then you're in that routine. So you're yeah. stuck in, you're sort of busy with, you know, school routine and, um, 
after school activities and then friendships and you know etc as they go on mm. um and then when they're teenagers it's managing behavior and uh, <laughs> attitude you know, attitude and <laughs> swearing and um, <laughs> things like that but i do remember i remember when they were about to turn one i go like, oh they're gonna turn one oh it's gonna be so much better they're gonna be one and they turn one i go like oh gosh they're still such babies they, you know <laughs> they weren't, they weren't walking they couldn't feed themselves they yeah. still had to be carried to the car and back but when they turned three i'm going this is a milestone yeah they can walk they were toilet trained could they could feed more. themselves they could walk to the car and climb in the car yeah. i didn't have to do four trips with babies oh my goodness. um Talk. they could tell you what was wrong that was such a oh, the first time someone said to me my ear hurts i went oh <laughs> Thank you. Just kind of <laughs> finally, you know, you're not just crying and miserable, or, know, and I'm trying to yeah. guess what's wrong. That like, is you could such actually a tell hard me. part of parenting. Just being like, is it the ear? No. Okay. Is it your bum? No. All right. We've got a sore belly. No. We don't have a sore belly. We're hungry. We must be hungry. Uh-huh. No. Okay. Cool. Just yeah. a guessing game constantly. Correct. I also found that like being able to be like, I feel a bit sick or mm. I'm cranky. I'm tired. Mm. Just mm. life changing. Mm. It's like wow, <laughs> you can talk. I don't have mm. to guess all the time. Um, if, is there anything that if you could go back that you would maybe do differently or no? Um, I, oh, you know, what? the biggest thing I think is that all the time, whatever age you were, I think, oh, just when they find, you know, when they're a little bit older, they'll be able to do this and that would be so much easier. It was mm. nearly like I was always wishing away your mm. babyhood and childhood. Mm. And I think that's one thing that it goes so fast mm. that I wish I'd recognised that and just think this is the only time you're going to be this age and be doing these funny things that you do when you're two and a half. Mm. Um, or, you know, this is the, you know, when you're five and six, this is the only time you're going to lose your front teeth and have that funny look yeah. when you've got no yeah. front teeth. <laughs> and um, so I think for me that's the biggest thing is that You've got to live in the moment yeah. um, and and enjoy the moment that it is, knowing mm-hmm. that it will pass. Even if it's some aspects of it are difficult, they will pass and they will uh, change. doesn't yeah. mean it's any easier, but it'll be different. Mm. So just yeah. kind of embracing... Mm. Embracing mm. the phase you're at. Yeah. And look, can I say, we were very fortunate that uh, I didn't have to go back to work. I mean, mm. you know, that was financially quite tight at times mm. well, frequently um, but <laughs> I do remember could, sharing milkshakes between the four of us mm, <laughs> we um we could manage that and to me I, I I you know things I really wanted to do whenever I had children was to breastfeed if I could and stay home until you went to school and mm. that was you know we we managed that and so that was you know satisfying well it's satisfying but it was I guess for me, it's also this, that's as a choosing to have children, that is what I wanted to do. And, but I think yeah. it's also now, I think that's, that is something that would just absolutely be a luxury for your generation to oh, be yeah, able yeah. to not work for six years and stay home raising babies. It's like basically mm. unheard of. Yeah. Well, can I say, it's also because the government at that time was really supportive of women staying home with their children or mm. a parent um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there were family payments and there were um, bonus payments and yeah. there were all sorts of things 
So, um, and the subsidies, if, you know, depending on your income. So, mm. you know, you... Now I feel like it's framed the other way. Like, they're really encouraging of people going back to work. So, they subsidise childcare really mm. well. And well, you get like a that return to, to work get, bonus. Yeah, for some workplaces. For some corporate yeah. places, yeah. And so, it's like, there's a lot of encouragement to, to go back to work. Mm. I think... Mm. Um, yeah, now it's like working part time is the luxury. Like it's, mm. I think it would be fairly yeah. uncommon for people to stay home. But having more of a part time, like working three days or something, is like that's really nice. And people, like people that I know that have had kids, that's what they're like. Okay, I, I want to go back, but I want to just do three days yes. or yes. whatever it is, so yeah. they get time like one to one at home mm. with kids, which I think is really nice. I'm the same. I really like having like a little bit of time at home with them. I think it just makes such a big difference. Yeah. yeah. But um. I needed the I needed the live in the moment reminder today. Yeah, you too. <laughs> so I'm so glad you said that. Um, what is your favorite thing about being a mummy? You obviously have grown up kids now, but just as a whole, what's your favorite thing? Look, I think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it, you're, you're one of my favorite. Okay. Uh, you're my sorry, favorite yeah. daughter. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. I and think, you're my favorite mum. Thank you. Darling. <laughs> um, I'm the best mum you've ever had. <laughs> Look, I think, uh, you know, what is, what amazes me is that, oh, actually one thing that really, you know, one of my crazy ideas is that if you had babies and then you, you raised them, you could make them into what you wanted them to be. And <laughs> that just is not true. I mean, they no. are who, and that, I think that's been fascinating that, mm. you know, they are who they are right from when they're probably in utero. Yeah. And your job as a parent is to guide them. And to, you know, help them learn how to manage with things that are sort of less acceptable and, you know, encourage things that are, you know, beneficial for them. Um, But really, they are who they are. And that I think as a mum, that's sort of been, and certainly obviously you're up, you know, the way you bring them up and the morals you give them, you know, beliefs and faith and stuff like that is very important. But um, yeah, for me, that's, I, I think that's, sort of wizard just something you know by the time they were like six or 12 months I'm like oh, I'm such an idiot like how did I <laughs> ever think I could you know <laughs> do whatever you want mold these children into being of course I would have loved you know quiet you know obedient children and that didn't happen so <laughs> you got these psychos uh, um do you have any advice for for mums or mums to be or parents in general I think the live in the moment one mm. particularly mm. but i also think you know just dive in and do it it's just you know having i think that's the other thing having children you know four children all similar in many ways but also very different in other ways and it's just mm. fascinating to see the reflection of generations coming through and embodied in them mm. and um yeah it's just you know i mean we're often talking about oh you know that one has you know from the grandparents or Mm. cousins even just comparisons about character and Mm. looks and um you know attributes and interests and all sorts of things like that so I think yeah it's it's a lot you know your children are endlessly fascinating to you you Mm. as a parent and um Mm. when you have time to think about it and you're not (laughs) exhausted (laughs) (laughs) which is when they're 30 um thank you so much for coming yeah, on thanks, and chatting with us you have raised four of my very favorite people one particularly is my favorite but Matt. i do love the others 
Yeah, Matt, you're my second favorite. <laughs> um, but I am in awe of you. Same. Frequently, honestly, I think about it every few days. I'm like, <laughs> if Jenny can do it with four, I can do it. You too. I can do it. Everyone, sit down. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, it's incredible. But it's also you. You've you. When you fa- like people say, "Oh, how did you do it?" I said, "Well, how could I not do it?" <laughs> yeah. You know, I had them. You won't give them. Much I, I can't give them away, or I wouldn't. At times, I wanted to give them away. Um, <laughs> but you've just got to, you know, the, and I think it's that thing of, you know, you just got to dive in and do it and yeah. and work it out. It's mm. not, it's never going to be perfect. I never expected it to be perfect. Mm. Uh, I was quite happy for it to be just good enough, mm. you know, and there were days when I thought, well, they've been fed and had their nappies changed. That's the best I can do today. And, and they're still alive. Yeah. What, yeah. what more can you ask for? And I think in that time when they're so little, it's like, they don't remember that. Like... Naomi doesn't have any. You, you're fine. I you don't have, remember um, the days that you only terrible got... sleep anxiety. <laughs> That's your which fault. I think is from being <laughs> closed closed away in a room with five doors separating me oh, from gosh. you. <laughs> you were no, with but, brothers. That was fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think like it is. It's nice sometimes to remind yourself that like the days that feel hard for you aren't good. They're fine. They're mm. the kids are fine. They're mm. fed. They're happy. Mm. They remember. They got a cuddle. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. There's always someone worse off, like my mum who had three dads. (laughs) (laughs) No, but thank you so much, mummy. Love you. My pleasure. Love you. Thank you. Bye.